Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon Carter with Matt Perslow. Hello. Emma Matthews. Hello. Hello. It's everyone's last reminder that next week is the IGN UK live podcast, Friday, 2nd of December. Not many tickets left now. Grab one if you want. Six pounds. I think doors are at six. We're aiming to start seven, 7.30, something like that. So... Yeah, should be fun. Come on down. What have you got planned for us, Matt? Anything special? Uh, uh, no. no. Nothing special. Not nothing That's special you're not going to promise just, just anything. vanilla Matt. Brilliant. We're, we're, we've come up with some features today <laughs> that should be fun to do live. A little bit of audience participation. Nothing that's going to make you feel uncomfortable. No one wants that, do they? No. Have you ever been to a, like a comedy gig, Emma, and like someone's like heckled, like asked you something? Not a comedy gig, but you know, in like the Disney parks where they mm-hmm. try and get the audience involved, oh, and you're no. sitting there thinking, "Don't pick me," and so you're sliding <laughs> down this in Donald your Duck seat. Pointed at you. Is yeah. That what happened? It's exactly. that horrible thing where you get front row tickets, and you're like, "Yeah, finally, I've got the right thing," and then you realise, "Oh, this was a terrible mistake, and I should have sat somewhere where I can't see it all." Exactly. Mm-hmm. You want to hide? No, no one wants to be the centre of attention at someone else's show, do they, Matt? No, not at all. That's why I'm always stepping back and letting you be the, the oh, hero of the show, I'm not, Carly. I'm, not, I'm no one's hero. Um, I don't know. We were doing a lot of talk about chocolate last week. A lot of chocolate I chat. wasn't involved in that debate. Yeah, you weren't. Like, well, there was some heated, heated debate. I don't know if you listened. I've, I've not listened to it yet. I'm a couple of okay. podcasts on the ones that I've not been on. Behind. It was basically based on Jesse's mad opinions on chocolate, which, you know, like everything else. I tell you what, though, I saw Jesse's uh, tier list oh, on are the you internet. Not, are you not against it? I, I am against it in many ways. <laughs> but what I will say is absolute props to the boy for, for hitting for the bounty because I love a good really? bounty. Really? See, this Bounty's was a good. big... Yeah. This, this was good. like a big point last week like I'm not uh, Bounty's fine for me the, the, top tier I genuinely I love a bounty and the great thing is is you get to be called in, a, in when you get like the celebrations you become a bounty hunter who doesn't want to be a bounty hunter when it comes to chocolate <laughs> you do remind me of Doc the Bounty Hunter quite a bit actually um, have you seen this year though we were talking about last week this year in no. celebrations oh they're, 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 they're taking them out like a fucking travesty no, it the, isn't. A, a Christmas, <laughs> what, whatever the opposite bounties. of a Christmas miracle is, that's what yeah. this is. No. A tragedy. Yeah. Would you say it's a mutiny on the bounty? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, of sorts. We can't do this chat again. We did it for about <laughs> 10 minutes. I think it will appear in some feedback later. But yeah, that's enough chocolate chat for now. Um, why don't we talk about Atomic Heart? I don't really have a segue there. Um, <laughs> Atomic Heart. We've been covering it all month for IGN First, which is when we get to have a good look at a game and put our few features it's always good when it's a game like this, which we know I am and a lot of people are excited for, but we really hadn't seen a lot of before, just mm-hmm. the odd trailer. Um, a lot of people thinking it's not a real game. I can confirm after playing a good few hours of this game, it is indeed real. So oh, that's nice. a plus, isn't it? Um, made by Munfish, it's their debut. It's a kind of, it's a shooter quite clearly, and they even said themselves, kind of clearly influenced, has that Bioshock influence to mm-hmm. it. But also very Doom from what I can see. A bit, of, not in its, 
I wouldn't say it plays too much like. Oh, does it? Because what I was getting from the trailer was that it was a very fast shooter in the way that kind of Doom is, but it had the wrapping of Bioshock. It's kind of at times it can be fa- mm-hmm. quite uh, fast and frantic. Like when you there's times when these swarms of robots come at you, and it can be quite quick, like a Doom. But uh, it has this weird sort of dichotomy going on where also it's quite a slow deliberate melee game okay because because you don't get that from the because the trailers are so fastly Mm -hmm. cut right yeah i did a hands-on preview what was it this week it is this week wasn't it yeah which you can watch and you can read about yeah so there's kind of like it's got this sort of like and it starts the game off this off like this even like you're in kind of it reminds me of the opening of bioshock you're kind of in like an abandoned facility Mm -hmm. it's quite dark there's some robots that have gone a bit rogue um and you're armed just at the start of that game with just like a hatchet Right. So it starts off like a melee game and these robots come at you and they try and fly kick you and hit mm-hmm. you. And it's a tough game. It's not an easy game by any means. Like a couple of hits and you're in trouble. So it's all about reading the attacks, dodging, which is you don't often get like a dodge in a first person shooter necessarily. No, no like I say Do- Doom's got one. Yeah. It's got the, the like the thrust dodge. But this is kind of, yeah, you got it's all about reading the opponent with the melee. Mm-hmm. And there's all, also like, you're seeing a lot of games, like the red circle when it's I like an unblockable. Preview, yeah. yeah, so you want to dodge those and then go in for the hit. Like it's quite, you do get melee in shooters like a dying light or something mm-hmm. like that, but that's often quite, it's more like, you know, swinging a machete around, trying to hit. Like it's not very tactical, whereas this mm-hmm. is, Almost, I dread to say the word, but it's more, you know, like a Souls game where it's about, <laughs> it's about taking your time, mm-hmm. reading your opponent, dodging and hitting. It's yeah. not, you can't just go, if you just run at these robots and swing, 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 they will swing back twice mm-hmm. as hard. Sure. So it's got that, but it does also have the Bioshock edge to it where you have these abilities coming from your glove, which like mm-hmm. elemental abilities. So there's one that's called Shock, which basically is going to be useful against robots, isn't it? Because the vast majority of your enemies in this game are robots, so it's going to short-circuit them, which then allows you to shoot them easier. It also has a really good gravity one where you basically can lift a group of enemies into the air and then make them thud oh, like, nice. down to the floor. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. It, feels re- it does feel really empowering. But like I said, it's a tough game. It takes a lot to get some of these uh, robots down. The story for the game... It kind of opens in a very Bioshock Infinity sort of way. Like it opens yeah. in. So if you don't know, I suppose the rough, you can go a bit into this. You wrote a feature on the mm-hmm. the hist, like the in world history of this game, but it's an alternate Soviet uh, city you're in. I can't find the word for it's city. It's set in the Kazakhstani mountains. Yes. An alternate 1950s Soviet, mm-hmm. where basically this. Well, you know more about this part than me. Where a basically a very smart man has created like a massive AI network that can yeah. control robots and basically help them help people with everyday life. Things don't things go a bit wrong, don't they, though, Matt? Yeah. So, so the idea is is that kind of in the 30s they invented polymer, which is power, which is what the powers are based on, mm-hmm. uh, and that was used to to create kind of like uh, all of these robots, which were very helpful for rebuilding the Soviet Union after World War Two. And then obviously a bunch of robots help them rebuild and then they create kind of like a network that is designed to interface with people's brains. Mm. And that's kind of where things go go (laughs) wrong. And then robots turn against their creators one day and you are called in like your character who's who's literally known as Agent P3 Mm -hmm. uh, is called in to to like the lab, which is I guess is essentially it's Black Mesa kind of. Yeah, Facility 3826, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah, you've turned up to not only navigate the robots and destroy all the robots, but also navigate the politics of the facility and work your way through the hierarchy of Mm -hmm. management. I'm not, um, I think the world they've created 
is really cool. Mm-hmm. I think it looked like some really distinctive like art design on the robots and the world. Like it does look beautiful. And each of it. the sections of the facility seem like they've got like a mm-hmm. you know that kind of it, it's almost like a cliche now, but I think it's really really important when you build single player worlds. But the idea of like the location is a character. Yeah. Like it seems like that each of the facilities have their own kind of like personality. And- They're each distinct. And I went to one area that was uh, called like the exhibition, which I'm always a sucker for when any game takes you to like a museum area. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a nice way of like showing off some really cool like animatronics and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of those in this game. But um, yeah, I haven't like, I did have a good, like got to like jump around to different parts of the game. This including like whole like puzzle sections that are quite clearly inspired by sections of Portal. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot going on in this game. And it's also an open world game I failed to <laughs> kind of mention, which is I've seen a lot of people th- uh, say, like, you compared it to Halo Infinite. How That's not a good comparison. Like, what I said was structurally it's yeah. similar to Halo Infinite. As so, in, it's an open world. So you can go anywhere in the facility at your own I kind of pace, I don't think it's it? open from the very start. I think it opens up gradually, mm-hmm. like Halo Infinite sure. does with its mm-hmm. islands. But the, what I mean by that is it's an open world shooter, but its campaign missions take place in essentially dungeons. So you sure. go into like mm-hmm. li- more linear levels. Like Which Halo. is how Halo Infinite it, works. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, everyone's like, that's a bad comparison because Halo Infinite wasn't very good. It's like, well, it wasn't bad. But um, yeah, it I'm not saying it's quality-wise. I was just <laughs> comparing how it's, you know, structured. Um, but yeah, I still feel like I haven't seen a lot of this game. And despite the fact that that... The way that you've described you did the preview, it's not like how we frequently do previews no. where you play like one mission and then you have no, to No, I was go given it. a build to jump around in yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've seen a lot, but yeah, yeah. I feel like I haven't seen a lot at the same mm-hmm. time. Like, I'm a little, I do think it's very good. Like you mentioned Black Mesa. It has some Half-Life in there mm-hmm. as well, I think. Probably a surprising amount of cutscenes and story, which I wasn't allowed to show. Yeah, you showed some in the preview. I'm yeah. surprised that like that gives it that Bioshock, particularly Absolutely. Bioshock Infinite, is the vibe. I, I got do from think, combat wise and design wise, it looks lovely and plays quite well. Mm-hmm. I do have slight reservations about whether it will like when you do, you know, spark something like Bioshock in the mind. Mm-hmm. Some of the great stories that have been told in yeah. games or shooters. I don't know if it'll quite hold up to those. Like the writing I experienced wasn't the strongest and the performance like wasn't the most subtle. Mm -hmm. Let's put it that way. And that's where I have a few doubts, but I don't know. I'm hopeful overall. It looks I'm it's full of promise, I think. Yeah. I don't know like what Munfish is like individually those people have done before they Mm. formed Munfish. What I will say is for a debut game. Yeah, mm. like it it looks pretty damn good. Yeah, they've been making it what five years at this point. We've mm-hmm. seen glimpses of it over the years, and it does look like quite striking. Like, I can't like obviously there are people that where their debut game is a masterpiece. Like mm. I'm thinking, you know, in recent years, Zaum, mm. you know, they they come out and they make Disco Elysium, which is like hands down like one of the best RPGs ever made in the history of mm. RPGs. But to be able to come out and make a triple A game that looks as accomplished as this does for your first project like that, that's still I'm, even if it only meets like mm-hmm. you know five out of ten of its ambitions that's not a bad go for your first game let me um i just want to double check a fact because it's not something i mentioned in my preview but i don't want to miss yep i'm right thinking they um the music for this game they got mick gordon who's obviously been in the news recently yeah and yeah as you'd expect the music is quite good in this game yeah i'm very hopeful i don't know are you interested at all, Emma? Are you like a Half-Life Bioshock fan? I don't know if I've ever spoken about those games. Yeah, I really like Half-Life. Um, and yeah, like I'm interested in it. Like I've got to see a lot of our videos and stuff and like the boss fight game, like gameplay looked really, mm-hmm. really cool as well. Um, 
yeah i'm just interested to see more of it really like i've heard like bits of you talking mm -hmm. about it mm -hmm. and like it does sound really cool but yeah i think i I want mm. to see more for sure. We don't. We don't have long to wait. I think February, February is out. Yeah. It's soon, if, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Every game's out in February this year. <laughs> <laughs> February, but yeah, I think like we get January off, right, and then suddenly the the deluge begins. Yeah. You mentioned that boss battle. That's I played a little bit of that, and yeah, it's a bit. It's it's very tough. Like I said before, it does have difficulty options this game, but on normal, it's probably a hard for most games. Like it's mm -hmm. it's designed to be a hardcore like shooter. It's it's by no means simple. Especially that boss battle that has lots of attacks. It's quite hard to read. And yes, it does look quite a bit like the ball from The Incredibles as well, <laughs> which is very good. I don't think that's a downside at all. No, it's like cool. That. Who doesn't want to fight that, right? Did yeah. you get to try like some of the weapons as well? Because I know in our gameplay yes, we had the, a few. So it has, has some traditional weapons you expect, like has an AK-47, has a shotgun, has an RPG, which will feel pretty good. I describe them somewhere between, you know, Fallout and Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. It's not like top tier gunplay. It's serviceable. Bit better, you know, yeah, somewhere in between those. But um, it has some unique weapons as well, like sort of this almost like a plasma cannon that shoots out like electrical grenades onto the floor okay. that explodes. This weird sort of, I could only describe it, it's like a big metal pole that has sort of like two or three like razor blades I've on seen it, this one, yeah. which you kind of like whip, you kind of like whip your hand out in a motion and it sends them out to like home in on an enemy and like rip into them before returning to it in like a boomerang. It's a really like, unique I've not seen a weapon I, like I that. think that's the thing that's like sparking the imagination of a lot of people in this like yes there's the bioshockiness of it in that kind of mm. like and I think a lot of that is because of the era it's set in which naturally gives the look a certain yeah. vibe but I do think people are being drawn to the fact that like there are things in this that don't look like none of the robots look like anything I've ever seen in a game mm. before none of the setting even though there's familiarity to it is the same as anything I've played before in a game and I think it's just we're all looking for something new, right? Like that's why when God mm -hmm. of War 2018 came out, it was so popular. It's not just because it's one of the best written games of all time. Yeah. It's because it played like something different. It wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of sparks the imagination here. Yeah. This has, yeah, it has a lot of potential from what I've played. Whether it all come together is another thing. You can never, you just never know. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I'm very hopeful. You mentioned those robots. One of them, I've gone completely blank. What are the old... Um, the robots in Doctor Who that are basically like mannequins. The Autons. Autons. Mm -hmm. One of them, there's a lab tech robot. It's kind of like the first enemy you encounter this game. They remind me of those, but they have like funny little moustaches. I was going to say, they do look like like <laughs> uh, shop mannequin Hitlers. Yeah, they're quite scary. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued by this game. From what I've played, what's a promise? So Atomic Heart, keep it on your radar. A game you can play now though, but I know... Both of you, Emma and Matt, have been playing. I haven't touched it yet, which is weird So I, since I played its predecessor for about a year solid. But Warzone 2. Yeah. Who wants to go first and tell us about Warzone 2? Oh, I think Emma should go first because it's the game is split into two components yes. yeah. of which Emma's played the more traditional side and I've played the newer side. So, Emma, tell me all about Battle Royale. Let's talk about Ooh. it. So we've got a new map to begin with, which is really cool. Um, so... Yeah, there's a few changes in Warzone 2 that I think I'm like enjoying it more already than I was first Warzone. I sort of stopped playing Warzone as much after sort of the downfall of like the dance where they I think a lot they got I rid did. of the map. Like that, the yeah. new map wasn't the And do you know what? I know you're going to talk about the new map, but the thing that has excited me from what I've seen, they've got an airstrip back with an air control tower, which mm -hmm. I love playing in. And a lot more roofs. I love the roofs. Just get me on a roof so There's I can snipe. Lots. Don't worry. You've got plenty in this <laughs> map. No, it is a good map. And so far, like, I've been playing quite a bit. Like, um, 
played a lot like last night particularly mm-hmm. um and literally any part of the map that we were dropping in there were people there which i didn't have so much in <laughs> Warzone. i don't know whether that's just i'm picking a spot that, that is, is kind of the risk of a battle, right? Sometimes you do go 10 minutes without a fight, don't mm-hmm. you? But yeah. I kind of like that because I used it as a kind of a chat room where you'd occasionally shoot people. <laughs> <laughs> See, we were trying to go to places sort of, we're trying to find our feet still. Because, mm. um, you know, Warzone's been around for a while. A lot of people did like stick with it that whole time and they are very good at it now. Mm-hmm. So jumping in now does feel like quite challenging against other people who have kept playing. Um, even though there's like some stuff that has like changed and different. But yeah, the map, it's it's quite nice in like how anywhere you drop your like. I've so far I've found that I will run into someone else, like get into a fight quite quite quickly. Even in cases where I've gone out of my way to you know try and go over to like a further stretch to go and you know pick up some money and stuff first. Um, Do you think that's more because of the way they've laid out the points of interest this time? Or I'd say so. Yeah, like. When you're sort of looking around, there are lots like more sort of built up bits. They do have like stretches of open land still, kind of like you did with Verdansk. But it does feel like these pockets of places are There's more downtown, basically. Exactly. Mm. Like there's more of that, like round the outskirts even as well, which is quite nice. So wherever you're dropping, you're probably going to run into a team like quite quickly. Um, What's nice as well is one thing I didn't like or what was quite challenging about Warzone, like the first one, was that you'd have to, if you wanted like your your gun, you'd have to get a loadout drop. Um, they still have that, but it's like a public event now rather mm-hmm. than you going to- you don't to buy a, them. So instead of buying the loadout drop, you can buy a primary weapon. Okay. So it's actually like quite a lot easier for you to, you know, get some cash and actually get a gun that you mm-hmm. want to use, which so is nice. So I do nice. remember like, I, I loved Original Wars and played so much of it, but yeah, half of every map, well not half, you know, everyone did the same thing at the start of the map, which is try and find, it was basically a scavenger hunt for five minutes so you could then get loadouts. But that sounds like it gets you into the action a lot quicker, maybe. Exactly, it does. It's not just a scramble for this one box that sort of mm-hmm. everyone can see coming down. Um, as you get into the match, like you do still have that. But yeah, it's nice to be able to go into fights with a better weapon like earlier on, which is nice. Um, another thing you can do is you can interrogate other players. I've seen this. Oh, is, so, it, is it like in Rainbow Six when you play as a bit, uh, Cat? Yeah, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. So say like you're in a squad and you like pick off someone from another squad. Um, once you've downed them, if you don't kill them, you can interrogate them. <laughs> um, and it takes like a few seconds. So you've got to make sure like, you know, their team aren't mm-hmm. too close, but it will sort of ping where the rest of their squad is That's on the map, cool. kind of like a UAV. I don't know if I'd take that. Which is pretty right. cool. It does sound very helpful, but I'd be too scared. I'd be picked off. But risk reward is I suppose like that's the, almost the You could almost like send one of your teammates out as bait, mm-hmm. get them downed. And then, yeah, if you have snipers yeah. on a risk, pick just, off the yeah. other team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm bold, brave enough to try that, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Haven't they also completely changed how the circle, isn't there like three circles now or something? Yeah, so they're kind of split. Is, it, is that randomized? I think so, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of split. So you kind of pick which safe zone you want to go into as the match unfolds, which is quite cool. And then Gulag's changed as well, right? Like I've only been in the... I've not it played has. a lot of Battle Royale, so I've only done it once. So Emma, I'm going to need you to explain what the difference is. Okay, so with this one, it's kind of more like... Have you played Gunfight? Uh, me and Cardi music used to play. To, music to our ears. That is such a great mode. The mm. Gulag is basically Gunfight now. Right. Nice. So yeah, if you die, you get sent there, same as before. Mm-hmm. But you will spawn in with a weapon. I think I've been in with pistols, also shotguns and stuff. 
Um, but yeah, we 2v2 mm-hmm. and you'll just have to but try. But you, you paired with just a ra- another random player. It's not someone on your team who's dead. So if you have died sort of roughly the same time as yeah. your team, then you might get paired together. Okay. But I have had cases where all three of us have been in the gulag and we've still been put with other players. I so like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, a bit of a coin flip. The yeah. other thing that I found when, because I, I died quite quickly in the first time I've been in the gulag and I've not played it since, but I did notice that the person that survived then had to fight a boss in the gulag. Yes. What? You get the jailkeeper who is, when there's like, I don't know if it's, like, you know how in the original gulag, if time extended it mm. was to get a flag yeah i think now is it that you have to defeat a boss because he jumps off the <laughs> the galley and he got like he was like a juggernaut from the exactly it is that it's really scary when it happens as well, like, as well. all four players can also choose to team up against the jailer <laughs> and if the jailer dies all four go back in but i don't know how you you have to you've got like, to try communicate. and coordinate yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to be like a, but you can't trust someone to just turn on you. It's, 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 it's like golden balls. <laughs> I can't, go, I can't. Get Jasper Carrot. Is he the jailer? Is he the, uh, I, I like the sound. I like the sound. That just, should just be a... Uh, would it just work as a mode on its own? Probably not. Is Gunfight actually in multiplayer No, yet? not yet. No, what are yet. they doing? I don't know. I'm I, know, I love that it. mode so Gunf- much. Gunfight, it's I think, is so one of good. the single best like Call of Duty modes I wish they would made. just yeah. let me download... Gunfire is like a 10 gigabyte yeah. thing I can play mm-hmm. by itself because I, I don't have 100, it's probably like 146 gig. gig at the moment. What? Yeah. I, I, I would have to delete four games. I don't Possibly, have room yeah. for it. Oh, um, yeah, I, I'm into it. It's a Middle Eastern style map this time, isn't it? Yeah. Al Mazra, yeah. Mm-hmm. It looks, they've kind of, it's that. Didn't PUBG do a didn't have they gone like the same I guess like so, order yeah. of things as they to, did? To a certain degree, yeah. Kind of like there was de- I haven't played PUBG since it was like at the height of its original first year, but yeah, I definitely remember like the first one being very Russian, as mm-hmm. in Verdansk was. And then sound then, a bit more self. Or did they go desert second? Desert second, I think, was, was yeah. PUBG, yeah. Have you got any wins yet? That's the crucial thing, Em. No wins just yet. It, Still it's chasing not easy, the is win. It? Are you, play, are you just playing duos or triples or quads? Uh, yes, trios. trios. So yeah, we're getting there slowly. You but yeah, it's one. funny you mentioned PUBG actually. This does kind of feel a bit more like that mm. original PUBG now, especially with some of the stuff they've added, like they've tidied up um, when someone will die, the loot just isn't all on the floor anymore. Mm-hmm. You've got like a backpack and stuff yeah. like that. Also you can swim, which you couldn't in... Isn't there proximity chat as well? There yes. is. And I've seen lots of really funny clips online of people like talking to other people. I haven't used it that much myself because I'm in like Discord mm-hmm. with my team. So we're trying to coordinate, but that looks really fun. I've seen a lot of streamers like having a good time with that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my favorite things of the original Warzone is that when you got the kill, you could hear their oh, chat like for the, a moment. Yeah, yeah. the death noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very funny. But, but being able to like creep up on a house and hear... Uh, like mm. two teenagers in there kind of plotting how they're going to kill who's outside <laughs> then you can just kick the door in and massacre them <laughs> what a dream <laughs> that's what matt gets up to mm. um tell us about the other half of warzone because it's not just the battle royale anymore is it no no so warzone 2 comes with something called dmz which is basically a a kind of more casual like mainstream variant like like reinterpretation of escape from tarkov mm. which is a game that i have tried to get into but is so ridiculously hardcore that you know and i i do like a good shooter but tarkov yeah. is a bit beyond me i think mm-hmm. this is like a streamlined kind of like like 
more accessible version that I think is better. It doesn't require you to have nerves of steel quite all the time <laughs> in the same way Tarkov does. So basically the idea is is it uses the Almajra map, so it's the same Battle Royale map. And you go in in... It's teams of three, but you can go in as twos or ones mm-hmm. if you want. Uh, much less, there's not like anywhere near, I think it's about 34 players on a map instead of like the 140 or whatever it is. 120 is it? 150. For Battle 150, crikey. Um, so anyway, you go onto the map and the idea is, is for you on this map to complete missions, which are a little bit like, you know, the contracts that were yeah. in the original uh, Warzone. Is there, there no little... contracts in Warzone too? Yeah, yeah, there yeah, are. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if they're shares, if they're quite the same ones, but it's they're similar sort of things. So like, for example, there might be intelligence in a safe and you have mm-hmm. to go and crack the safe. One of them is that you get Geiger counters and you use those to find some radioactive rods and you can, <clears> you can take those. Some of them are prisoner um, extractions. So you find a prisoner and free them. So one of them is like hunt squad. So that's very similar to what Warzone had where it will put another enemy squad on your radar and you uh, have to go okay. and kill them. So there's lots of different things to do. And on top of that, you also have like quests, which I guess are the equivalent of a bit like, you know how in Warzone you'd have your dailies and weeklies and you'd be doing those as well as trying to get the win in Warzone. Well, this is like you've got quests that are... I guess meta tracked where you can do those over several games rather than necessarily in the it game itself. It sounds like a lot of running around doing quests like 34 players on a massive map like did they add like is there like AI Well that's the or? thing yes the oh, map okay. is there full of enemy soldiers that are controlled by there AI and they're actually surprisingly they are dumb but very hardy so you can mm-hmm. actually get surprisingly close to them before they spot you but when they spot you they're relentless. Mm-hmm. Um, it also does things like it locks off like a lot of areas are like you might find for example like there's the airport in there or the police station you to get in there if there are things in there that you want you might need a key so you might have to find the right NPC to kill get the key off it there are strongholds which are kind of like almost like little mini dungeons that you have to have special keys for to get in so it's much more of like a PVE mode in like a sandbox PVE game that also has other squads that are competing to do similar objectives to you in the game. It's almost got a little bit of Hunt Showdown to it. Yes. So Hunt Showdown, I'd say, is the closest thing, except you're not chasing after a boss. You're ultimately chasing after... The ultimate aim is you have about 25 minutes to get in and get shit that you need and then get out the map. And the way that you get out the map is there are three locations on the map that you can call a helicopter in. Cool. And that gets very dark zone from the division in. Like you call the helicopter and you have to wait about 20 seconds for this helicopter to come in. Mm-hmm. But when you get on it, other teams can then ambush you and kill you while you're in the helicopter, steal all your stuff mm-hmm. and get out. Now, part of the reason why you want to get stuff is like some of your overarching quests might be like, for example, the one I've got at the moment is is extract seven cans of gasoline out of the map. Mm-hmm. Um, so normally you can only find one of those in a petrol station. Um, so I need to have that on my person and then extract off well, the in map. In this sort of energy it. crisis, well, exactly, exactly, every <laughs> everything that you can get. Um, or like one of the other ones I've got is find the basilisk, which is a magnum revolver, and then get thirteen headshots with it. 
So like I found the Basilisk now and I've got seven headshots on this match. I can now exfil and come in and do the remaining. So you're just remaining. going in and you don't really win a match as such. You get no. in and do what you need to get out. Winning is like if you actually manage to successfully extract with what you need to progress your okay. personal goals. I, I do like the sound of this it's, quite it's, a bit. It's kind of, it's much, it's much less pressured than Battle Royale. Like it's, mm. I, I like it more as a kickabout. Game. What's kind of is there a punishment for dying on mission? Do you lose stuff? So, so for example, right. So this is this is where it pulls a lot from Tarkov. If you die, anything on your person is lost, which means that your weapons are lost, and you have an inventory of weapons. And when you run out, that means you've got to go into a match basically, pistol, yeah. well, with nothing. Okay. Um, you, there is like a kind of concession system where you can turn on a. And I don't think it's on all the time because I've had matches where I've had to go in with nothing, but you can have like a free weapon system where it randomly assigns you just a shitty gun, basically. But the whole idea is is that every time you escape with guns, so if you find cool guns in the match and you escape with it, it gets put in your contraband pile. And that means that on the next match that you go in, you can take that gun in with you. But you can also, as you complete like your overarching quests, you unlock what are called insured slots. And in short slot, you can put in like an amazing gunsmith weapon. Yeah. And that means that you can never lose that gun. Okay. If cool. you die, you have to wait for the insurance company to give it you back, <laughs> which is like two hours. Or what, it, real time two real hours. Real time two hours. <laughs> but if you complete quests and extract like things that are worth money, it'll yeah. reduce the time. This does sound this sounds infinitely more interesting than Plunder, which is the mode I don't think anyone really yeah, actively like, engaged I, in. I, too I think much. Plunder had got some good ideas. Good if you wanted but... to level up some guns. <laughs> that was what I used it mm. for mainly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I love the idea of like DMZs. Like I go in and it's very like it's very like you are the leader of your own destiny in this. It's like I come in and go, do I want to do my big overarching quests, which are gonna push forward my character, unlock more insurance slots, they're gonna get my character cool, you know, lots of gear, which is a bit more permanent. Or do I just want to look on the map and see like, oh, hey, doing a, a cargo run would be fun. Like there's really cool ones where like you get given a mission where you go to a garage and you get a Jeep that's got a massive machine gun on the back of it, but it's full of cargo. Mm -hmm. And it then plots a place on the other side of the map. And it's like, you need to go here, but a helicopter's going to chase you. So someone on the back is trying to shoot down the helicopter while you're racing. Sound, it almost feels like it's weirdly got a little bit of like, Metal Gear Solid Five to it, like dropping in, getting a mission done, yeah, sort extracting of, to like, a degree. Like, do you have like if you're playing with, say, me and you were playing, do you have different objectives to me then? So no, no. To... So, so you choose before you go in which quest you want to do, okay. and so there are like there are three factions, I guess, which in the lore, if you give a damn, mm -hmm. probably have something. And so, if we both have the same missions equipped. We are mm. both progressing our missions together. Oh, I really want to try this now. It's it's genuinely very 146. good. 146. Is there no way just to download well, this you, mode? So 146 gig is with Modern Warfare 2 uh, okay. installed as well. It's still going to be 100 though, isn't it? Probably. I it's just want to play this one big. mode. Let me download <laughs> one mode. The thing I love about it though is that, like there's loads of like, A, fighting the, the AI is good fun because they are like surprisingly difficult mm -hmm. and there's a good bit of tactical challenge there. But there's just, it, it keeps surprising me. Like I went to do a prisoner extraction and one of the things I've read about prisoner extraction that's fun is that when you get them, it actually spawns a new extraction site on the map, which other players can't see. Mm. So it's always good to do things that you want and do prisoner extraction yeah. last so you can easily get off the map. But what I didn't realize is, is so I've busted this building open. I've started killing the people inside to try and get to the hostage. 
But as you bust the door open, it's revealed that the prisoners got like an explosive vest on them. Oh, and no. you've got to kill all the enemies in the building before the vest goes off. <laughs> and just that little bit of like individual pressure. It's not like the entire mission is pressured, yeah. but suddenly that pocket of intensity. Like stuff like that, I think is really cool. It's really cool when you, you know, when you get like in Apex, you get the the mm. vault keys and you get to go to a vault. When you get a stronghold key, it's got a little bit of that, like, oh, what's going to be in the stronghold? Am I going to complete it? Am I going to get Are gonna the be stuff people that's around yeah, it? Yeah. And am I going to be able to get cool stuff in the stronghold and get out with it? You've completely sold me on this. I'm going to have to download it. Then. It's so fun. Like, I just genuinely think like it, it's taken all of like the very complex elements that Tarkov has and boiled them down to just what it needs to be to be like a very like quick hit game. Mm-hmm. And you can play it for 10 minutes. You can just go in, do one objective for five minutes and go like, I'm done now. I'm going to go and I'm going to go and play Do you actually game. come across enemy players, like other like control players that often? Way less, way less than like Battle Royale yeah. does. But when you do... It's it's like the the pace changes, yeah. and I'm a sucker for any game that like constantly changes rhythm. Mm-hmm. Is it similar to Barrow? Like if I got downed, you could revive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, definitely. <sighs> okay. I'm I think what's it. cool about it, it as it well coming. with that is that you sort of if you haven't seen an enemy player for a while in there, you kind of get quite comfortable, mm-hmm. and yeah. then it's like, oh, this is going to be fine, you know. And then all of a sudden, you meet another player, and it's like, oh, there are other real people in here. I do, do you need think, to be on my Is there my even guard? the chance to like? Can you combine the same object? Like, is there a chance that you'd help if you ran on a team? They're trying to do the same thing. Is there Ooh. any opportunities like that to combine? I, I guess there is in the fact that kind of like if if you run onto an enemy's turf and they are doing a mission that is like so. For example, sometimes you can go to areas and it will start flooding enemies in yeah. and they have to defend it. You could reasonably kill those enemies and help them out. Yeah, you're not going to get any you're benefit not, for it because oh, okay. you didn't activate the quest. Maybe they drop something for you or something. I don't know. Maybe, but you're they're probably going to turn around and yeah, shoot you yeah, in the yeah, face, aren't they? And then teabag you. I do and... forget this is cool. Oh, you want to make friends, don't you? <laughs> I love making friends. I'm a, I'm a friendly person. Um, yeah, I don't. It doesn't sound like a sort of emoji. Just want to sit on a hill and snipe, though, and I do enjoy that sometimes. I mean, kind of like, I, there are definitely objectives which lead themselves to it, kind of, I say, defense objectives mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it is definitely a, uh, it's, I kind of like it because it's a bit of a tourism sort of mode mm-hmm. in that kind of like, like one of my objectives on one of my longer quests was just do a visit six points of interest. So I got in a car little and tourist. I went on like a little road trip around the, around the map and just was like, oh yeah, there we go. I've done that. One of them was to like, re- when you get in the cars, they've all got fuel. Mm. And so you have to go to petrol stations to refuel. <laughs> and so one of them was to like visit five different petrol stations. And I quite enjoyed like mm-hmm. pulling up and waiting for it to refuel. And you get like a really satisfying ding, ding when you've pulled up. Oh, yeah. You told <laughs> me even more. I love a good ding, ding noise. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to get it downloaded when I get home. It's going to happen now, and that'll probably take, what, two days to download? So I'll play it at some point. One thing I was a bit surprised by is, like, none of the stuff carries over from Warzone to Warzone 2. Yeah, that's bananas. Like, people have spent a lot of money on that, mm-hmm. and it they can't use, like, even skins or anything? Like, Yeah, I suppose, like, you know, from Activision's argument, it's like, well, well we didn't shut down Warzone, because you can still download yeah. Warzone 1, can't you? But it's like... That, even the battle pass is com- the battle pass is baffling in the way it works. You've got like a map, and like instead of a instead of like a grid, what? And you have to unlock sections of the map, and yeah. that gives you different. It's I don't understand what the fuck's going on there, <laughs> and it does feel like they've gone out of their way to be like, oh, we couldn't possibly give you anything from the first one because the entire system is different. Mm. It is a completely different system, and they're bringing back like Warzone One 
or it's becoming Warzone, Warzone Caldera, right? Mm -hmm. So that's still going to have um, Modern Warfare Caldera. 2019, Vanguard and Cold War. All that yeah. stuff stays. Everyone wants Verdansk. But you've actually tried, if you do want to play Verdansk, you've tried a bit of Warzone Mobile, haven't I you? Have. And, and that does have Verdansk in your pocket, Matt. Imagine that. I the know. whole of Verdansk in your pocket. What a lovely place. <laughs> How is, is Warzone... I, I've struggled to play a game like that on a mobile phone mm -hmm. but how you you have tried Emma how did it feel I was surprised at how comfortable it felt like I usually play on keyboard and mouse mm -hmm. and Warzone has so many buttons and things mm -hmm. you've got to be aware of and press all the time so I was like how is this actually going to work on a touch screen and they've done quite a lot to sort of automate a lot of things so that if you know there's stuff that you'd usually do that would be a bit tricky. They've just made it like a little bit easier. And these are things you can turn off if you know, if you're, you can actually use a controller with it when it mm -hmm. will eventually launch, mm -hmm. like sometime next year, I think is when they're saying right now. Um, but yeah, like things like, you know, vaulting over stuff. If you just run up to something, you can vault over it. So again, that's a button you don't have to worry mm -hmm. about. Um, if you're like climbing a, like stairs inside like a high rise or something, it's like you can just press a stairs button that pops oh, up on the screen and you'll walk all the way up on like autopilot, mm -hmm. which is really weird, but kind of cool. And you can break away from it at any time as mm -hmm. well. Um, yeah, it's just stuff like that. You've got auto fire as well. So like you'll have, when you're actually holding the phone, you'll have like, yeah, you know, the analog stick would be where your left thumb is. And then you're sort of moving the camera about with your right. And yeah, as soon as you sort of like are hovering over a body, like a person, it will start firing, which is cool. Um, yeah, it was really cool and weird mm -hmm. to be back on Verdansk because it's oh, Verdansk like right from the beginning. And is it I identical to it? Like in terms of all the layout, is it still like a one-for-one -one recreation? Oh yeah, exactly. But it's like before they did anything to the map, this is like, you know, version one of no, it. No vaults, no Exactly, no there's no nukes downtown. or anything. Yeah, like the stadium's oh, not my open favorite, yet. My favourite roof will be back. <laughs> you could revisit that roof. In the, where was it? It was like in the north east of the of downtown it was a beautiful roof <laughs> killed so many people from that roof. i've forgotten you did a whole video dedicated yeah, to the roofs I, I of did no views yeah it was it was tongue in cheek i think i quoted taylor swift in it for some reason <laughs> i don't even listen to taylor swift um but there you go you got to have some mad moments haven't yeah. <laughs> you but yeah i miss those roofs i feel like how was does it like auto lock on like sniping? Can you snipe people very easily on mobile? I'm not great with a sniper anyway. Okay. Um, but yeah, like what was cool is I also got to try, it will launch with um, two like multiplayer modes as well. So you'll still have Battle Royale and Verdansk and then they've got um, Domination and Team Deathmatch, Classics. which are on like small versions, like areas in Verdansk. Um, and yeah, it was good to try that out because that's like way more fast paced. That's no gunfight. Anywhere. That's something I've always thought that like Warzone should do. Like I, I sort of think that like multiplayer kind of needs to be decoupled from the yearly release of Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. And I understand that there is a lot of excitement about getting a new multiplayer suite. And I'm not saying to like completely take that away, but I do wish that Warzone. And I think having Battle Royale and DMZ together now does push us that yeah. way. I would like Warzone to be a multiplayer suite that sort of stands they alone. They occasionally cycled yeah. them in, didn't they? I really liked they had the Kingslayer mode mm -hmm. with Warzone 1, which was the one where it's basically a deathmatch in trios. But if you're in the top teams, one of your team, like the top 
player in the top four teams was worth five points or so. I think. Yeah, I really love that mode. And- I just like the idea of like the, with, with them doing that for mobile. It's like you can either play something that's longer or you can play something that's quite snackable. And it is nice to after you've done like a couple of big long battle royale matches where you've got to like the mm. final three or whatever. It's nice to be able to just go and have five minutes on a team death match, isn't You'd it? You'd want that exactly. on your phone, wouldn't you, as well? Like a snackable game. Like, are mm-hmm. you going to play like a half an hour long slow battle royale on your phone often? Well, I don't know. Match exactly. times are different, right? On mobile. Yeah, so they have two versions of the oh, match. Okay. They've got like a 10 minute one, which is a lot quicker. So you'll just have the like gas will come in a lot faster. The first mm-hmm. circle's mm-hmm. like much more closed in. They do have the 20 minute version one as well. But yeah, having multiplayer on phone just seems yeah. to make sense. Like a 6v6 really quick games and then the um weapon progression like carries on with your battle pass as well and is that is that weapon progression from warzone one or warzone two so this is all so warzone mobile Mm -hmm. sorry i keep thinking call of duty mobile because that also exists (laughs) (laughs) so yeah warzone mobile is sitting alongside whatever's currently happen happening so it'll be like so, right. with warzone 2 and modern warfare 2 new weapons yeah okay okay <laughs> fuck, fuck <laughs> activision like like you, you you could have made it so simple yeah oh well i i honestly i'll probably never play a single round of warzone mobile but it's nice, nice to know it ex- exists exactly like i can't think of a scenario when i'd ever play it to be honest with you i guess kind of like you know like for example at christmas i'm going home to see my parents for a Mm. while and i am thinking like oh shit what am i going to play because i've got like nothing on my switch at the moment i have realized that i could just like use xbox cloud gaming and play actually the stuff i've been playing at home but i get the idea of like taking my ipad home and playing a bit of because i can you can put a controller to it right so i could play like a normal game probably fill up your whole phone though yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what size it's going to be. My, my iPad's the only the 64 gig version, so it probably doesn't stand a chance. Like, put it, just put Warzone Mobile on the Switch. Probably can't handle full blown Warzone very well, no. but put Warzone Mobile on the Switch. Or get a Steam Deck if you if you have all that money and, and time. There you go. <laughs> Options. So many ways to play Warzone. You'll find a way to play it. If you don't want to play Sam while you're home at Christmas, maybe I'll recommend a new TV series to you. I know what you're going to say, and that is that is well, I might start today, Simon. Whoa, I've watched the first two episodes, and I can tell you, you'll be in for a treat. I'm talking about 1899, the new Netflix series from the creators of Dark, which you've probably, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've heard at least me and Matt bang on about how good Dark is. One of the best TV shows ever made. I would agree with that, and an absolute mind-bender of a show, and 1899... Is set to be something very similar. I think mm-hmm. I'm only two episodes in. Like I said, I'm gonna. I'll give a very, very rough outline of what sort of show it is. It's a mystery show. It's set you in. Don't say. When do you think it's set? <laughs> oh, could it be 1835? <laughs> I think it's 1899. Although that's, I don't know if that's actually been confirmed in the show. But basically, there's these people on a big old ocean liner, Titanic esque, mm-hmm. and basically they're all on their way from Europe to America, and. Out of nowhere, one day they hear a signal from one of the sister ships on this theme liner c- company that went missing four months ago in the sea. Well, and there we go. The mystery Ooh. starts from there, and it's quite obvious. If you know Dark, you'll know that that kind of Dark. The premise was uh, a kid goes missing mm-hmm. in a German town, um, but then it turns into something wholly more sci-fi from yeah. there. Mm-hmm. This kind of has that going from the very beginning. Like, okay. We're not acting in reality here. This isn't just a ship that's mm-hmm. gone. There's some weird forces at play. It's got a couple of familiar faces from Dark. Okay. Dark was completely in German. Mm-hmm. This is 
a mix of English, German, Italian, and French, I think I've heard so far. So you will have to pay attention because there's a lot of subs, but there are mm. also quite a few English sections. So if you really can't stand subtitles, you know, you'll have half a and good time. are the <laughs> English parts played by English actors? From or? what I can tell, mm-hmm. and sometimes so, and sometimes um, it's, yeah, sometimes it's like German people speaking English for a bit. Like the one of the main guys from Dark, the... Like he kind of plays the wanderer at the start and trying yes. not to spoil anything. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's in it and he speaks English a bit, okay. so you get to hear his English voice. Um, he plays the captain of the ship. Does he now? Wow. There you go. Going up in the world. Exactly. But yeah, I don't. I don't really know what's going on yet. Um, it's only eight episodes a season, like Dark was, I think. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so far I can thoroughly recommend it if you're looking for something completely just unlike really anything else, like Dark was. It'll just kind of completely make you think Mm -hmm. did you watch dark emma i watched some of it and then i got mad because (laughs) (laughs) no we we were like i think we must have been about four episodes in and then we were looking on netflix and they play we had you know when you leave it on yeah they play a trailer and it's for the new season oh they didn't spoil it you still wouldn't know what the hell was going on there and then i got mad and i was like no i'm not watching this now there's almost no way that show could be spoiled from like 10 seconds you've seen there was it's a shame now because now it's finished like the oh actually i don't know they did a they did a um uh, like a family tree and timeline mm. thing on the website. And I do actually think you can rewind it. Yeah, yeah, to you go can from to any point or in yeah. any episode. Yeah. And but watching that expand and contract uh. and and like worm its way around, <laughs> like the the galaxy brain effort that went into that show. <laughs> I have no idea. It's yeah. so good. I'm yet to see if the mystery is quite on the same level mm-hmm. in 1899 yet, but yeah, I'm hopeful. I, I in full trust I have in that team. So yeah. 1899 check out and if you haven't watched dark definitely watch dark there you go do you know another thing you should check out well it's about to happen right now matt what do you think it might be uh is it the uh, the the search that will end when, uh, one day it may end <laughs> but for now it is end. hey there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Endless. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos We got the games gonna play for you Inside, I got a question for you Hold tight the DJ, we're coming through Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos We got the games gonna play for you Inside, I got a question for you Is it in the search? Okay, so That's why you've got your laptop, Emma You're Quizmaster I am the Quizmaster God knows what we've got in front week. of us here You never know, Emma Sometimes these are just devilishly difficult <laughs> I know, I was thinking about this I was like, what can I do that isn't like, I don't think I've ever been really on an endless difficult. search where you've been Quizmaster. Prepare really? yourself, Matt. <laughs> I hope you're ready. <laughs> so this week, I've got some comments here. 
that oh, are taken no. from IGN video reviews oh, for games that release this year. <laughs> oh, no. Matt, you're in trouble. Oh, dear. <laughs> I've only done one video review. Yeah, I know. That went well, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We won't have that one. <laughs> oh, um, no. But yeah, I wanted to see, can you guess which game they're talking about? Okay, basically, I will, I will preface this by saying, do you know what? So many of our comments are, are really nice and lovely mm-hmm. and, and constructive. Sometimes they're completely bonkers, so God knows what some of these comments are relating to. But there we go. Here we go. I do like that you managed to, like, like it's an endless search that relates specifically to your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually consider that. There we go. Emma just leaves nasty comments all day. That's her job. Just leaves yeah, comments just on her videos. Just got endless Telling me I sound like Korg. <laughs> yeah, that, they, they have got even nasty, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I have a tone of voice in video, which I can't escape for some reason, but it, it's, it's not cork. It's not cork. New, it's not New Zealand Kiwi rock say, monster. Yeah. It's not cork. <laughs> I don't speak. I can't even read. No, it. no. Because exactly. I, I don't sound like that. But there you go. Anyway, let's play the game. Okay. Are you ready for your first clue? Oh, God. This yeah. is worth three points. Are these all game reviews, by the way? They're just games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And just from 2022. And how many comments okay. per... We've got three comments and we've got five different. Okay, okay and I assume if we can get it on the first one, it's worth more than the last clue. Yeah, yeah. cool. One of these is bound to be one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, clue number one. It's a fun game, in my opinion, and there's a cool stealth aspect the game has when hunting. When hunting? Oh, I see. Oh, I don't know how big. Like big headed on a be and presume it's one of ones are. Is it Horizon for the West? That's what I was gonna say. No, but that is a really good guess. Uh, when hunting, hunting. I'm trying to think what's come out this year. Mr. Stroll, most of the figures I've played this year have been things from ten years. Do we ago. only get one guess each per one? Or yeah, okay. Hunting. What game has had like stealth hunting in it this year? Think of one. Uh, da, 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 you don't, mm. I'm not a complete blank if it's not Horizon. I'm trying to think of. God, this is really good stuff to listen to, isn't it? Um, Put him on a timer, Emma. <sighs> yeah, uh, do you know what? let's All move right. on. I can't. I, honestly, I cannot think of a game where you do hunting this year, apart from kind of Horizon. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah, move on. Okay, for two points. This is the first step into the future of the game. They've got the gameplay down. Now they just need to get the mechanics and scenery. They've got the gameplay, but they haven't got the mechanics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> odd, odd, odd criticism there, but... Um, <laughs> scenery? They haven't got the scenery down. It seems to me that you've chosen that on the basis of the, the way that you said scenery. Is this game like renowned for having shit graphics or something? It is, is it Pokemon Violet Scarlet? It is not Violet no. and Scarlet. Pokemon Arceus. I'm <laughs> uh, in there, haven't I? I'm so sorry, Matt. That's all right. <laughs> I feel like Matt did the true detective <laughs> work. <laughs> okay. It's so. just, just because, like, like you know, Pokemon got so, mm. you know, rammed down because, like, I think Arceus looks so much better than Violet and Scarlet does. But admittedly, at the time when I get mm. it, like, because at yeah. the time, Arceus didn't look great. It proves felt a bit empty well, like it's in world. retrospect that yeah. it looks better because of what comes after it exactly. use words they don't really like you know how can the gameplay be spot on but the mechanics not be it's there? because you know <laughs> that's why they're not reviews for a living <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, next one. The single player missions are dope. Sure, they're hard and challenging, but they're still fun. Single player missions. Dope. So, they're dope. Oh, yeah, that, that frequently comes up in a lot of my reviews, Simon. <laughs> um, which yeah, means so that it's dope. got multiplayer. The single player missions are Can you give it me again? The single player missions are dope. Sure, they're hard and challenging, but they're still fun. Is it uh, Destiny the Witch Queen? No. No. <sighs> single player missions. Because that does suggest that there's not single. Yeah. There's either co-op or multiplayer. Was was Mon- oh. Monster Hunter uh, Rise? You wasn't only get this one year? Was uh, fucking thing. Um, it doesn't really make sense, but a lot of these comments won't make sense. I'm going to say Elden Ring because you can play it co-op. It's not that one. <sighs> there we go. Okay, next clue. Mm-hmm. Tip for everyone. Headshots with the revolver is OP. Come with the revolver. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, no, no, it's not that. I don't know how recent some of these would be. Revolver. Well, they've got to be this year, right? They're all yeah. 2022 ones. Weird West? Well, no, no, it's only got some no, player yeah. missions, hasn't it? I'm just trying to think. I yeah. automatically think Revolver and West, but that doesn't yeah, automatically... Yeah, no, I understand where you're coming from. I've got a couple of ideas, but yeah, that single player thing just thrown me off a bit. Uh... It's with the Revolver. Uh... Ooh, I can't, I can't guess again. No, I'm, I'm drawing blank. Okay. This one, I think you'll both get it on this one and it will just be whoever answers quicker. Finally, it's the second horror movie franchise that has been made into a really great game. Um, Uh, Is it The Evil Dead, the game? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, the the single player missions in that fucking garbage. I played the second of it. I played like the first one where you. It's it's like the re, it's the mission that covers like the Evil Dead, like yeah. the first one. I thought it was terrible. Oh well, I tried it. There I couldn't go. get into it. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it didn't work for me. Matt, unfortunately, Matt got a point. There we go. So it's Ooh. currently two one to Cardi. Oh. <laughs> right, next clue. To a gamer who has open world fatigue, this game seems to be a breath of fresh air. Elden Ring. It isn't. Surprisingly, it isn't. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. Nope. Oh. <laughs> well, that's two open world games gone. Next mm. clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was really worried this game would be overhyped. It wasn't. The team really delivered a labour of love in this game. Bravo. God of War Ragnarok. That's not open world. No, yeah, but some people fucking think okay. it is, don't they? No, but, but it I, has like, semi-open, I like your thinking on it that. It has semi-open yeah. sections, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, but people think it's yeah, open yeah, yeah. world. Open world fatigue. What other games were there this year that were big open worlds? Um, what was that second one? Sorry. Uh, was really worried this game would be overhyped. It wasn't. The team really delivered a labour of love in this game. Of There's one open world game that I'm thinking of, but it's a few, would... but I don't. Xenoblade Chronicles 3? <laughs> nope. Oh, a labour of love. Okay, the last clue. Mm-hmm. The world building and atmosphere is some of the best I've experienced. And. There's this weird mix of like charm and allure and deep sadness and melancholy. 
over what's left of us. Ghost, Ghostwire Tokyo, is it? No. What's no. left of us? Uh, it must be post, a post-apocalyptic open world game this year. Uh, or I've, I've drawn a complete blank again. Um, open world. Open world must be some open world labor of love that's kind of sad and melancholic. That's why I say Ghostwire because like yeah. it is very melancholy. Melancholy. I feel like I would have played this game if it was sad and open world. <laughs> I mean, maybe uh, you have, and you just don't recognize any of these uh, elements of it. Call of the Lamb? Is that open world? <laughs> no, I don't no. think there's anything sad I and don't melancholy know. about Call of the Lamb. <laughs> I've, it's about it's about cult cult and death. run by a sheep. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. I don't know what this game is. This one is tricky. What so is they were talking about Stray. Oh, oh. that's okay. I, it open was world so hard to find fruit. comments that didn't have yeah. cats in it. Sure, I can imagine. <laughs> also, open world is like it's, it's a hub section. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, yeah. It's like pockets uh, yeah. that you're in at but a yeah, time, isn't it? It's definitely a bit saddened. Again, yeah. I didn't finish because I thought it was absolutely fine. Oh, I think it was so short that it was easy. Oh, yeah. Practically, you finish it by accident. It. I'll get back to it. Yeah. God, we're not doing very it. well at this right. moment. Told you. Emma likes it to make these difficult. But <laughs> I appreciate that. Difficult. I'd rather that than too easy. You like a challenge? I do. Okay. Name any other game that lets you spawn onto the stage in the direction you want. Name it. That's the coolest new thing. Spawn onto, onto the stage. stage. In any direction you want. Yeah. In any direction. I've got genuinely no idea. So what I'm going to say is, is it, is it like Splatoon 3? It is. Hey! <laughs> Max points. <laughs> what? It's, it's, it does <laughs> sound like... from that? Well, so stage meant that it had to be some sort of like multiplayer map. Yeah. And then it was like, it sounds like a vaguely cute Nintendo mechanic, so... Fair play. That was really, really God, good. You've taken a, what, 4-2 lead there? Yep. Out of nowhere? Bloody hell. Ding, ding, only ding. One, only one more to go. <laughs> yeah, this is the decider uh, now. We'll get this. Hopefully it's on one of my reviews and I've read the comment and I got annoyed by it. <laughs> so <laughs> this comment came up a few times, actually. This would make a great VR game. Ooh. I mean... That's, uh... You know, now you've said it, like, I'm sure I've read those comments and now I'm racking my brain like what? <laughs> like, I can remember Which there's been a game it? this year that everybody said, like, like in the comments, it was like, oh, this is, this is a VR game. What the fuck was that? Guys, again, great podcast. I'm not good this Yeah. A great VR game. I'm trying to just think for our like lists of like what came out this year. <laughs> it's got to be first person, surely. Yeah. Unless it's like a god game, like that would be good in. Maybe I don't know. I'm struggling and I need this for the win. I can't. I can't do it. I'm just gonna say. A game. What's the first person game that came out this year? Ghostwire Tokyo. <laughs> it's not Ghostwire oh, Tokyo. There we go. Maybe this team should develop the next Alien game because of the environment. Scorn? It is Scorn. 
draw for all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> draw. You're gonna have to just search a random YouTube review, Emma, and read a comment from yeah, it okay, for the tiebreaker. Scorn. Who would want to play that in VR? It'd be horrible. You'd, make, you'd feel like you needed a shower, wouldn't you? <laughs> Every second you're going. For, I managed to get through like. 30 minutes of that game it's yeah. so oppressive yeah. i like oppressive <laughs> yeah it's very slimy i think that's the word it's it's so like i didn't get to you know the stuff that joe was speaking about on a previous mm. podcast about kind of it was the, like fetuses involved and so mm. i didn't get that far but it's just like it is if everything was made out of the alien whereas at least in <laughs> alien like the nostromo it itself is is a different form yeah. of oppressive like, I was intrigued by the puzzle stuff, but then I heard the combat in it. It's just utter, utter nonsense. <laughs> I was <just> trying <laughs> to say not t- too bad a word. But yeah, I don't know. Again, have you found one, Emma? I've got one. Oh, here we go. A tiebreaker. Okay. Gives me vibes of, uh, vibes of a game that would have come out on PS2 out of nowhere in the best way. Oh, Evil West. Yeah. I've read that comment. I've Have read you? that comment. Yeah, <laughs> you posted it. <laughs> I do need. I've I've got that downloaded. I do need to play it yeah. first. I'm very excited to give that a go. Yeah, looks. that you know that and that comment is exactly it. That yeah. that game looks like such a like those games that I would go to like um, stuff like HMV and buy in like the two for one sort yeah, of sale. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good like nostalgic like mm-hmm. play. Not like we're not when you say PS2 game that could be quite derogatory but i don't mean that at all like, like like ps2 have got a fucking good library and there was like there's a breed of game that doesn't that was also the 360 was very good for yeah. as well it kind of reminds me of like because it's promised by focus who mm-hmm. obviously did a playtale they're kind of doing this cool thing where it's like playtale was kind of like the double a version of the last of us and this is almost like the double a version of god of war yeah, in a way yeah i kind mm-hmm. of like that they're kind of i think it's very smart but yeah i haven't played it yet so actually i lie i played an hour of it about six months ago and mm-hmm. it was good so looking forward to sticking my nose into a bit of evil Ooh. west Ooh, lovely um feedback ign underscore uk feedback at ign.com that's where you send it to if you want to talk about anything um yeah matt you've got a first one here i believe i do yes this is from aiden england who says hi all first time sorry long time first time and associated guff <laughs> there's one example of this Oh, what? You've not put the, um, the, yeah, the subject matter fault. in. I'm assuming it's something to do with like weird music choices. It's, in, yeah, like on the nose music choices in, in films and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's one example of this which utterly infuriated me to the point where <laughs> I still rant about it to people years after seeing it. Potential spoilers for season one of Netflix's Lock and Key. I don't think we'll worry. Uh, not that anyone actually gives a shit about that show by now. I still haven't watched it despite loving the comic. <laughs> Um, there exists an item in the show called the Crown of Shadows, which grants the wearer some bullshitty power <laughs> over shadows. In the season finale, a somewhat insidious character gets a hold of the crown and pops it on their head. The song they chose to soundtrack <laughs> this scene, Billie Eilish's You Should See Me in a Crown. That is a banger. It is a banger, is, but... Yeah. He says, given that this was mid-lockdown, I was watching alone in my living room, but that didn't stop me from shouting, oh, fuck off at the TV, which does sound a suitable you know, point to this. Do you know what would have been funnier if they did In the Shadows by the Rasmus? <laughs> that would have been better, I think. Get that, see if that works better in the scene. Yeah, but the kids it's don't know. song as does, well. <laughs> that Billy, I, I'm sure it's been too long since I watched it, but Resident Evil, the TV show, mm-hmm. has a Billy Eilish track that drops, and I'm sure it's like simile on, like, what the... Like you've got like one line that, of dialogue that someone says. I'm a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. It's like clearly <laughs> fucking engineered. 
the 100 did this as well like like they would engineer like lines in the script mm. so that they could tee it up with whatever was in the fucking top 40 at the moment <laughs> have you seen that queen <laughs> what's she doing I don't know it looks like some kind of magic <laughs> Uh, respect to all of the bodies of water and grave diggers and Joe Screpples and whatever else there is on the list these days. We do respect too many Aiden. things, don't we? He says, P.S. Bounties are the tits <laughs> and anyone who says otherwise is a monster. Well, you've found two friends here. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't mind them. They're fine. Thoroughly mid-tier. mid-tier. Who doesn't love it? It's coconut. It's amazing. And mm. the dark ones are good as well. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah, very, okay. very good. I've got a feedback, a feedback, a piece of feedback here from Natalie Roberts, who says, Hi, all long time listener, first time writer, you know the routine. Sorry, this is a long one. I did, I did slightly reduce the word count, but you know, that's fine. I wanted to write in after listening to the comments on performance uh, made about Sonic, and then on a related note to Pokemon and how the fan bases accept mediocrity as it's a move in the right direction and the best the developers can do. I haven't played Frontiers yet and likely won't get to it unless it's on a very good sale as my game backlog is outrageous, but I'm pretty well versed in Pokemon. I've been a Pokemon fan since I first went to Toys R Us with money I had saved from Christmas and my birthday for Pokemon Blue and a Game Boy (laughs) Color. But wow, have Game Freak done a number on Scarlet and Violet. I love the new Pokemon, love the premise, I love that I can just jump off cliffs, gravity is the cause of most of my video game deaths, (laughs) and go wherever, but the graphics and the lack of optimization is frankly ridiculous for a full-price Nintendo game. I'm on an original Switch, and my boyfriend is on a Mark II Switch, and we are both having some honestly ridiculous frame rate drops, which has been causing some literal headaches. I know a lot of people who who game dislike the Switch for its lack of power in the current gen. I get it, my Series X is my first choice for anything on all consoles, but I refuse to believe it's the Switch that's the issue. Look at what Monolith Soft did with the Xenoblade series on the console, and again with the work they did with Nintendo and game Breath of the Wild optimised for both Switch and Wii U. Besides, the Switch hardware doesn't explain Cyberpunk and Anthem's impressive thoughts on their releases. I promise there's a point to this. There's very obviously an issue with how games are getting released these days. Do you have any insight from your roles at IGN about this? And if not, what would you guys guess the issue or solution is? Respect the sea and all the good stuff. Thanks, Natalie. P.S. Bounties can get in the bin. No, Natalie. (laughs) Maltesers or Galaxy are always first choice out of the celebration. Mars is a decent choice if they're not available. Crunchy is king of the heroes. I mean, I do agree on all those choices. I love the Malteser in a celebration. It's the best one. Malteser is the best one. Yeah, I bought an advent calendar that's just full of Maltesers. Those those, those chunky Maltesers. Gone are the days of the Galaxy Truffle one. I was going to oh, say good. that. They were amazing. Why did they yeah, get rid of yeah. them? Because they don't like us to have nice things in this world, do they? The, the truffle in a box of roses is a reasonable alternative, but it's not mm, quite as strong. It's not yeah. quite as good. What do you... Th- like, I haven't played the new Pokemon yet, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of a bit sad because I hear, apart from the fact that it runs like dirt, <laughs> yeah. that it's actually very good, and that's I, a shame. I have heard as much, yeah. there's. Uh, so I actually saw an interesting TikTok video the other day where someone had... Don't do this at home, kids, because it's probably illegal. But was running the code for um, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet mm. on PC through an emulator, and it worked fine. And that TikTok mm. person was arguing that clearly the Switch is just shit, and that's it. and it's like no, that's clearly no. not the problem. Yeah. What is the problem is is like if it does run fine on other hardware, it's like well, why has it not been optimized for the hardware the game was built for? Yeah, it's, yeah. and it's I, weird. I'm you know I'm sorry, Natalie, we don't actually have any necessarily insights on 
exactly why this is because we've not been to Game Freak and quite honestly, I've not been to a studio recently where I had to talk about performance no. of this and of that. I it genuinely wouldn't surprise me if the working from home and COVID situation is a bigger impact in video game studios than it necessarily is in certain other industries. Because I have noticed like, like Cyberpunk, I think mm. a big part of Cyberpunk's problem is development was probably slowed during COVID. Absolutely. And the pressure from shareholders to ship when it did, because people have been waiting for years, did not help. You know, there would have been a shitload of crunching and it still ultimately came out before it was done. So I do think kind of like the current situation still not recovered from COVID probably isn't helping. But I do think in, you know, Pokemon's case, it is just a case of that that game needed to be optimized for the console it was built for, just like Breath of the Wild was. Yeah. Breath of the Wild isn't a perfect runner on that console. No. Like the yeah. the Switch was out, out, you know, outdated before it even launched, really, because Breath of the Wild doesn't run wonderfully on that console. But it runs and it yeah. is built for and that. And it's console. not like Scarlet and Violet is a gorgeous-looking game that's I mean, struggling. It looks like dog shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so land. With like, if it was on PS4, PC, Xbox, I'd be like, oh, maybe in a month they'll patch it. It'll run nice. Mm-hmm. You don't often. I can't remember the last time a Nintendo game had like a major patch to fix it. No, certainly not. You don't get them. Uh, I'm not a big Nintendo guy, but they're not yeah. headlined in the way that when like no. God of War gets a new patch. Like, I don't know how fundamental these performance issues are, and if it can be fixed. If it's just bad, if it's just a bad match, I don't know. I I don't know. I just think like you know. I I, I think one of the big questions is in regards to how it looks and and how it all works. I do think at this point, Pokemon fans deserve a better game. Like it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest, like Mm -hmm. video game franchise in the world. Like probably other than GTA, like or Mario. Yeah, yeah. Like it's colossal. Like when you can think of that franchise as a whole, it makes so much money. It's ultimately a flagship Nintendo thing. Like I think, I do think that we should get better at this point. And I know for a lot of people going full 3D and open world is progression, but, not at the not at the I'd much yeah, rather play a linear Pokemon that yeah. played properly. You can do a very yeah. nicely styled like two D or like, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I you know, I don't have a huge horse in this race because ultimately like I'm not a Nintendo guy in mm. you know full time by any means. But I do think like if you're releasing a big flagship Pokemon game, I expect it to work for the hardware it's built for. Yeah. Oh well. I was kinda of looking forward to like if the reviews were good and by all accounts, like we end up giving this a six mainly because it doesn't run. Well. Reb really I, likes quite yeah, a lot of this. Like game. it could be a considerably high score if it ran well. I think, mm-hmm. which is a shame. But if they do fix it, I'll give it a go. But like, I can't see myself getting into it if it's not. No. To I must say, I'm wait. Like, I, I I enjoy what I played of Sword and Shield, and I played quite a lot of it. But I am waiting for, and maybe it will never come. Like a much more substantial shift for Pokemon. But also, I don't necessarily think that. Pokemon is fundamentally it's 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 a it's baby's first RPG. Mm-hmm. Like it is designed as an entry point for people to get into JRPGs yeah. and f- primarily for children. And I don't think adults are owed like the adult Pokemon. No. Um I so, just want Persona 6 at this point. That's my adult equivalent sure, of yeah. Pokemon, mm-hmm. I think. But I still think that whilst we're not owed adult Pokemon and it doesn't need to be this overly complex no. RPG, I do think that the fans are like do deserve like a good a well-running Pokemon yeah, yeah. A, a game that runs would be <laughs> ideal yeah oh well I've got one more piece of feedback I think Emma we have so this one says dear IGN UK podcast team I didn't write down the person's name I'm going to copy it in now please oh, yeah god <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep going long time listener and several times writer 
Stop talking Mars, yuck, or Bounty. What shame. Um, we all know the only official IGN UK chocolate is the one famously dropped by Kolsch-infused Cardi. <laughs> How do you say this? Is it Rittersport Wise Crisp? Vice Crisp. Oh, okay. Um, I think we did, didn't we have a photo of this as well? It's a, yeah, it's a, if you don't know, I think we talked in depth about it at the time. It's <laughs> a square chocolate bar. It's a beautiful chocolate it's bar. It's good. white chocolate with almost like a, like, yeah, rice crispy bits in. Mm-hmm. Very good. Is it or is it more like cornflakes? More like cornflakes. Yeah. Um, but God, you can't get that Ritter Sport over here, which is a shame. You can get many Ritter Sports. You can't get that one over mm-hmm. here. So I missed that. Um, I've never seen Ritter in any shop that I've ever oh, been I've seen, in. Oh, I've, I've seen them. I've seen them. Some Tesco. Yeah, mm, you can stores. you can get them, but yeah, I do like a good Ritter Sport. Yeah, you can't get the uh, Vice Crisp, the one. Uh, mm. Yeah, I missed that uh, garage uh, opposite <laughs> the hotel we were staying at. Aww. I don't think oh. I've actually had one. Oh, I should have bought one back. No, there's always. Next I bought case. so many. I bought like six of them and bought them yeah, home I I think from Gamescom as well. Uh, it, is, it is a top tier chocolate though. Well, Marcus says, let me know if you need a Ritter Sport <laughs> dealer in the UK. I might try to smuggle some for you. Respect the sea and cheers to the grave diggers. Thank you, Marcus. Um, yeah, I agree. Definitely better than a bounty. Anyway. Um, yeah, Ritter Sport's good. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I imagine imagine like a, a celebrations box, but it's all the different Ritters. You can get Just those. single. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they're, single squares They're common at many, many like uh, duty freeze at airports. Ooh. You can find them. Oh, you like can get them in. You can get them at Ham, not Hamburg. Well, you can get them at Hamburg Airport. And I'm sure <laughs> I've been there. Um, but yeah, Cone Bonn Airport. Well, I'm sure they'll have to keep an eye out the next yeah. time. Yeah, in what nine months when mm-hmm. we're there for Gamescom, probably. Oh, it's a long time to wait for a white chocolate rare sport, but we'll have to <laughs> do it. Well, another lovely podcast. Do you agree? Yeah, it was delightful. Next time we'll be doing this podcast, it'll be live in front of some of you lovely people. Very exciting. We should probably decide what we're going to talk about. It'll be fun, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, nice one. What music? It is know? better. I will point out it is better plan than Cardi is currently suggesting. <laughs> I like we're not to, do I like to lower fly. expectations so everyone's amazed when they <laughs> see me talk about complete nonsense. Uh, music. Oh, should we have Billie Eilish's You Should See Me in a Crown? Go on then. It, on. As you say, Sorry, it is a banger. It is good. Um, I'm not going to wear a crown to the podcast because that would be arrogant. See you later. Bye. Bye. You should see me in a crown. I'm going to win this nothing to help. Watch me make them bow. Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons and Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out the Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Join co-hosts Will and Brian as they break down the lore of a rich multiverse 50 years in the making in a lighthearted and beginner-friendly way. They cover everything from character creation options to tips for dungeon masters. There's something for everyone, no matter how long you've been playing TTRPGs. Get inspired while learning all about the unique planes of existence. Get the in-depth knowledge you need to help your combat encounters feel impactful, or learn about the origins and pantheons of every race and class the game offers. No stone is left unturned as every edition of the game is explored and explained in a way that benefits players of all different levels of experience. 
You can expand your TTRPG horizons in a way that's as entertaining as it is educational just by listening. All you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app or YouTube and search for The Dungeon Cast.